0: This is Monty in the Morning. The show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? Indeed, it is the Monty Show. Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Hi, Jake. Hello. Now, we have a lot to get to today. Okay. We got to talk about 5G. We got to talk about Apple Pay. Why Walmart sucks. Why yep. Cafe Rio's amazing. Chipotle's the best. And I had lentil shepherd's pie for lunch yesterday. Does that well, sound well, remotely good? good? It was actually really good. Lentils? Lentils in shepherd pie. Okay. shepherd's pot. Okay. Like It was actually really good. I was, I, Mrs. Monty's not around, but I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Okay. Now I am also, also fully uh, engaged in creating methane this morning. Right. 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 Based on the fact I also had my usual fiber for breakfast, my peas for lunch, and then my lentils for dinner.
1: Right. <clears throat> right. So you checked off the fiber box yesterday.
0: Oh my God. Right. Like it's not, there was some hot boxing going on in bed last hot night. Hot boxing. Oh, man. Dude, you want to talk about creating a pressure cooker under the blankets. Bro. Like it was... Did the dog get out from under the blankets? The dogs or... never under... The dogs do not sleep in our bed. What? Ever. Wow. Like you... you don't. Well, you don't have a dog because you broke up with her by text, but... I mean, you used to You're let your... Wrong. You, you used wrong. to let your dog sleep in your bed. Yeah. Oh, don't do it. Well, well I mean, not that dog wait a dog sleeping in your bed is not a euphemism for anything right that's just like a right it's
1: not a euphemism no no
0: no i mean it's a legitimate question
1: (laughs) but we've all farted our dog out from under the covers
0: yeah but you cannot let your dog sleep in your bed. let's just get this out of the way Uh i mean the jazz made a trade they're in salary cap hell but you can't tell me that you're are you really letting your dog sleep in your bed I mean, I think most people do. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think most people do. No, 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 no. no. You cannot do that. I mean, it's... No. Why would you do that? I don't know. Because I
1: I think if you live alone and, you know, you have a dog, like, isn't that the point of having a dog? No.
0: The point of having a dog is so that, you know, they'll lick, like, the grease off your fingers and fill your backyard with poop. I I mean... Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Good talk. This is good. I mean, I guess that's the point. You cannot let your dog sleep in your bed. And if your girl's like, oh, dog's sleeping in my bed, you can't do that. I'm telling you right now, you absolutely cannot you don't think, do that. You don't think if you live alone and you have
1: a dog that you, the dog can't sleep with you? No.
0: It's a huge mistake. I guess. I, I'm telling you. Because hopefully you're not going to be single and living alone forever. True. And I'm telling you. When it's time to make them babies and you're letting the dog sleep in your bed, it's a huge mistake. Yeah. Because yeah. she'd rather curl up with the dog than with you. Uh-huh. I'm telling you right now. Right, right. Put that dog in the living room. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's all I'm saying. All right, sure. That's all I'm saying. Okay, good. My dog sleeps in my bed, Chris Karn says. See? Chris, thanks, dude. Thanks, bro. Don't do it. See? He also says reports say Sunday is Nagy's last game. Yeah, and Sean Payton is supposedly one of the top targets for the Bears. Let's go. Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh says he wants to coach the Bears or the Raiders.
1: Well, I'd rather have Sean Payton. Well,
0: yeah. Duh. I don't understand why Jim Harbaugh is always a sexy candidate. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he has had a miserable run at Michigan. Yeah, one good season and how many? (laughs) And finally, they make the college football playoff and they get boat raised. Yeah. I've never really understood why Jim Harbaugh – he was – I covered him in San Francisco with the Niners, and he was a cock. Yeah. Like, Jim is not – He's just not, that guy. He, Jim Harbaugh – I don't – and I don't even think it's that Jim Harbaugh likes Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. I just think he's an odd dude that comes off as a real jerk. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. And if I'm the Chicago Bears, like, I'm not taking a risk with this hire. Now, if I'm also the Chicago Bears, I'm terrible at footballing. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not good at hiring people – The Bears have never had the best quarterback in football. Never. You're not good at hiring people. You're not good at
1: drafting. You're not good at picking new stadium locations. So what are you good at? Nothing.
0: Okay, well, but in all seriousness, with the stadium location, A, you're being a Jim Harbaugh about it. Um, But B, it's actually not a terrible location other than the fact it's not in Chicago and you're the Chicago Bears. Other than that, it's fine. Right? I mean, you know. I, the Arlington Park Bears. They'll be the Chicago on, Bears. God. They'll be the Chicago Bears. The Arizona Cardinals are the... Are not you know. the Glendale Cardinals. No. Yeah. So, they'll be the Chicago Bears. Yeah. You know, I just think it's it's one of those things that if you're the Chicago Bears, if you think about the teams that are going to fire their head coach. Yeah. If that is Judge in New York, um, you know, I don't think the Jets are going to fire Salah. I don't... but. If you go up and down the mm-hmm. the coaching ranks here, mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears should be the best job that's available. Yeah. Because it is a great job, but you gotta, you know. I just don't know I don't know why you would even look at Jim Harbaugh.
1: Yeah, I don't get it.
0: Is the Raider job better than the Bears job? No. Probably not. No. But if you're if you go be the head coach of the the Oakland now Las Vegas, not in LA ever Raiders, uh you have a better stadium. You have better ownership, you probably have more money, and you're probably closer to winning a Super Bowl with the Raiders than you are with the Bears. Probably. I mean, the Bears are in business to make money, not win games. Yeah. So, it, it don't even no. No. No, no, no. No. No, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not. All right. <sighs> At least I, you know what? Speaking of colon cleansing, at least we got the Bears talk out early. Yeah,
1: we got it out of the way. Yeah, everything's fine. We're good to go. It is fine. We're good to go.
0: Um, there is a debate about letting your dog sleep in the bed. Daryl says forever single. Um, I uh, John Jackson says I don't let my dog sleep in our bed, but I know many that do. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: can't. You can't. Do the size of the dog matter. Like, if you have like a medium sized dog versus a chihuahua.
0: Um, well, a smaller, you can't, if you have a big dog, you can't let them sleep in your bed. A, that's disgusting. B, you're not, you don't even change your sheets ever.
1: Okay. Yes, I do. Like, I yes, mean, I do.
0: How often do you change your sheets? I
1: just change them. Like I changed them probably once Well, yeah, once but now you have weeks. a girlfriend
0: though. Now you have a girlfriend that you're going to get married to. So. You know, but before you had a girlfriend you were getting married to, how often did you change your sheets? Like, probably once every two weeks. You're a liar. I'm not a liar, dude. I'm not a liar, bro. Like, you doubt all this stuff. (sighs) Anyway, I don't believe that you change your sheets every couple of weeks. Don't don't believe it. Uh, Chris Karn says, Jake wants to know if size matters. That's an entire show, Jake. (laughs) Well, you know. He's exactly right. My two cats sleep in our bed. Well, okay. eBay, the See, sofa surfer, a you're a cat guy. As a cat guy, that's a, that's a different le- level of therapy. Yeah. If you're a cat guy. I mean, come on. I mean those, are, those are conversations we probably don't want to have in public. Uh, Giggity says maybe the Bears can go after Kelly so he can work on his accents. Stop it. <laughs> See, the problem, Giggity, is if you say that out loud, George McCaskey, who is a complete buffoon but runs the Bears, <laughs> may hear you. So please. Please. All right. Should we talk? No, Nye guy bears going after doc rivers. Cause they like making <laughs> bad decisions. See, like this is what happens. Chris Karn. When you because bring up garbage, the Chicago bears, we get doc rivers as the next head coach of the Chicago bears. <laughs> Thank you. And we already, we already have a Russian in here leaving crazy. I don't know what, Dude, what is the deal? I don't know. It's three days in a row with the Russians up in this mode. I don't get it. I don't get it either. You know. Uh eBay the Sofa Surfer says gay can't shoot the three or finish anymore with consistency. Thank you for getting us back on track. All he has going for him is his leadership off camera and his hustle on the board. So weigh that and is he worth it to me? No. Let's talk Utah Yazz basketball. Um the Jazz made a trade. They traded Oni to OKC, uh, Mia Oni to Oklahoma City essentially to save themselves $2.4 million in luxury tax payments. I think it's a great deal. It opens up a roster spot that they'll have to fill here in the next 10 days. But the Jazz are at a critical moment in time because one of the interesting things about the Jazz and the reason we're talking about Rudy Gay this morning is because Hassan Whiteside was, I think, one of the best signings of the offseason for any club, right? But he's got a concussion he's not playing. So they're playing the small ball lineup with Rudy Gay when Rudy Gobert's on the bench, which is why Rudy Gay was brought to the Jazz, so that they could compete and play a small ball lineup. Well, the only problem is their defense gets exponentially worse with Rudy Gay playing the five. So, Jake, my question is, has Rudy Gay been worth it For the Utah Jazz.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that so far, you know, we can't say that it's been worth it, but I also think that they haven't had a lot of reps playing that small ball lineup. So I think, you know, the thing here is that the Jazz already as a team, when Rudy Gobert is out there, are not a great defensive team. So then you take that dynamic away and you put Rudy Gay out there and you run the small ball lineup and they're just not yet prepared and playing good defense with the small ball lineup. So, I think it's a little early to to say hey, Rudy Gay hasn't been worth it and this wasn't a great signing, but I also think that that Rudy Gay just on an individual level with his contributions hasn't like lit it up either. So, I think it's kind of this fine line. Like I think when Rudy Gay is out there defensively, you can see that not everybody is on the same page. They're not all You know, working together as a unit to play a solid brand of defense. And that is not all on Rudy Gay. But again, I think that, you know, they like Quinn Snyder needs to bring this second unit together. Like he needs to figure out, okay, how can we get everybody on the same page so that when Gobert gets his rest while Whiteside is out, we still can play decent defense? Because again, and this is something we seemingly bring up every single day they are fortunate to be playing a little bit softer of a schedule. So you 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 are you are able to mess around with small ball lineups against these bad teams, right? Like you're able to do these things, but still go out and win the game in the fourth when Donovan takes over. So you're in a fine place, but this has to get figured out because I think the other side of the coin here is if you can figure out the small ball lineup— that's going to pay dividends in the postseason. If you can figure out how to play small ball now, that may give you options in your matchups later in the year. So I think it's also important they figure that out from that aspect.
0: Yeah, but i I don't think this team, I don't think this team is going to survive past January. Meaning, I, I, I think that before the NBA trade deadline, the Utah Jazz will make a roster shifting trade, mm-hmm. and I think that this conversation. While this roster is intact, obviously it's, it's relevant, it's germane, but when I look at where the Jazz are now versus where I think they will be in February and March, I think this is going to be a completely different team. I think a foundational change is coming to this Utah Jazz roster, and everybody I talk to around the NBA has been saying, hey, Danny Ainge is only here because Ryan Smith, the owner of the Jazz, wants to win a championship, and he wants to win multiple championships in the next five years. I've heard that repeatedly. That's why Danny Ainge is here. Yeah, Danny Ainge isn't here to just kind of pat people on the head and say, nice job. Hey, way to go. Where do I send the check for our luxury tax bill? Yeah. That's not why Danny Ainge is here. And if you look at the trade, the Oni trade, I mean, it should crystallize some things for you. This team has a $27 million tax bill. The Utah Jazz, yeah. who play in Salt Lake City, a small market, a lower revenue generating market has a $27 million tax bill without a significant TV deal, without a second tier rights deal, without a streaming deal, without really a a lot of revenue streams that other teams have, the Utah Jazz are paying $27 million in luxury tax. You You better be winning, and this team is not. This roster is a is one that, when it is together in the postseason, is an average NBA team. And that's a huge problem. So this only trade, I think, is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and back to Rudy Gay, I don't think at this point we fully have the return on Rudy Gay. I don't know that we know um, if he's worth it or not yet. But to me, the impact that he's brought has not been significant. He has not shown up and absolutely been a contributor. And, yeah, this is the guy we were looking for. And I just don't think he's made that much of an impact on this roster, Jake. And so I guess the if if the question truly is, has Rudy Gay been worth it? I want to say I don't know yet. But if we're answering that question today, no. I don't think his impact has been significant.
1: Yeah, and I would agree. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said there. I think, yeah, if we have to answer today, the answer is probably no. But I also think we have to say that – That, you know, it, it, there hasn't been enough time yet. Like I think, you know, this, this team, you know, this team needs, needs a shakeup in the starting five. And, and I also think that that, you know, the, the reason that that's so important is not just in the win loss column, but if you think about it, if you improve your starting five, that makes everybody around that starting five better. So, you know, if, if the expectation because I think the issue with the Rudy Gay situation is everybody thought when he came in that he was going to be like 20, 20 points a night. And like he was going to come in here and, and really splash on the points column. And that's not what Rudy Gay is as a player at this point. Rudy Gay is a guy that, yes, has a lot of leadership skills, as, as one of the commenters was saying, um, that is a huge value to him as a guy. But also, he can shoot the three, and I think what he does is he brings some stability to the floor. That's like his ideal role in the second unit, but too often, you're asking him to do, uh, once again, as we've said many times on this roster, they're asking somebody to do more than he really should be asked to do. He shouldn't be asked to play, you know, uh, the five consistently, you know? He's only being asked to do that because Sasan is out, so... I don't know. I just think no matter what, even if you look at the Rudy Gay situation or any other situation on this roster, we always find ourselves coming back to the same answer, which is your wing defense is really just a problem. Because when, like, if it's Rudy Gay, Rudy Gobert, they're playing the same defense, they're trying to funnel the pick and roll to the paint so that the five can can you know stop it and Rudy Gay's not doing that.
0: But when I look at the defense without Rudy Gobert and without Hassan Whiteside, who I think's been worth twice the price they paid for him at least. That defense has been terrible. That's why we're bringing this up. Um you know if you look at the comments Mike Conley made um about uh defense without Rudy Gobert uh, Rudy Gobert and Hassan Whiteside back there Uh, Mike Conley said, quote, it's different without having a traditional big in Hassan or Rudy Gobert back there because we base our defense solely on forcing everybody to our big. We base our defense solely on forcing everybody to our big. And so I say to myself, okay, so if we watch this jazz team and on the perimeter, they're a turnstile. Like your philosophy is to let that happen. I I that's a little confounding to me
1: yeah I mean I, I think that I I mean I don't think they're I don't think the philosophy is to just let you know everyone go by you but I do think as a team yeah their philosophy is like in the pick and roll hey we're going to you know push people into the paint to filter them to go bare and I and I and this is why I think we wind up coming back to hey it's not that you know Gobert has any shortcomings they're asking too much of him as an individual player and and I think you know this team would be in a much better place if they could if they could just simply say okay we're going to play the best perimeter defense we can possibly play knowing that Rudy Gobert is back there as the stopper if they were to get by
0: us yeah I I don't know I, I think anytime you rely on one guy to be your defensive stalwart in basketball I think you're in trouble. You need four competent defensive players on the floor. You can deal with a guy who gives you a ton of offense, but, you know, can't really move laterally or what. You, know, you could deal with a boy on Bogdanovich, let's say. If the other four guys on the floor with him were stellar defensively, but you have one guy, essentially that plays any kind of minutes that's really good defensively. Other than that, you struggle pretty much all over the floor. I mean, Donovan is a wanting defender. I wouldn't say he's a good defender. Um, I think you look at you look at the other guys on this roster. I mean, everybody wants to point to Royce O'Neal being a great on-ball defender, and I'm telling you, he's not. Um, he he is somebody that is paid to defend, and he doesn't defend all that well. So my point is, if you are if you listen to to what else um, Mike Conley said, he said, "quote Everybody's kind of without without Gobert and Hassan Whiteside on the floor." everybody's kind of activated into more of a help the helper situation as opposed to trying to make it into a two-on-two situation with the big and the guard like we're accustomed to doing. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, that's a little... It's not great to hear. That's an interesting comment.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not great to hear. I mean, I I think what Mike is really saying there without saying it is, hey, like, we're not not playing the best defense we really want to be playing. You know, he's basically saying we're just sort of help the helper means that everybody's just kind of running around. That's what that means in yes. basketball. Hey, we're we're helping the helper. Okay, that means that you're leaving your assignment to go somewhere else. And that and and that just means that on defense in the NBA you're running around and that's not good defense. And so I guess all of this to say that that again, like I keep pointing out, we're just coming right back to the same point. In the conversation of, hey, they need to make, you know, that trade you talk about where it's like, hey, this roster shakeup trade, this big trade, they need to make a move that brings that that perimeter defense, because once that happens, this team will be a problem once they can play good perimeter defense they're going to get a lot more in transition. They're going to get a lot easier looks at the, at the rim on the other end. So so that to me is like the one big thing that's holding this team back. And I'll be curious to see how they work with the $27 million tax bill, how they, you know, what Danny Ainge does creatively to, to make a deal happen being that the situation is what it is with the tax bill. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just interesting. Um, Jordy, uh, on Twitter, um, is eviscerating you for saying that, you know, their defense is porous and well here, let me join you in that. They're the jazz are not a good defensive team. And I think it's interesting. There's a lot of jazz fans who have trouble digesting this. And we're by the way, we're not the only ones saying that the Jazz are not a
1: great defensive team. Like this is not a secret. Like this isn't like, you know, we're breaking news here.
0: I mean, this is not like this is well known. The Jazz that the problem is statistically, the Jazz rank well defensively and we live in a very statistically driven yeah sports everybody bandit. listen everybody
1: in the NBA wants to say oh it's stats they're they're a great defensive team on the stat sheet right but what did that do for you in the playoffs when you're playing a seven game series and matchups win you games that's what we're talking about yeah. here like I respect the fact that yes statistically sure they may rank well defensively great they may have good defensive numbers, that might be true. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But what I am disagreeing on is, hey, when they get to the second round of the postseason and they're playing the Clippers or the Lakers or the Warriors or whoever, whatever team that they wind up running into, that team doesn't care about your stats on the stat sheet. That team is going to exploit your inability to move laterally on the perimeter that team is going to find a way to get Steph open on the on the wing to seal the game with that three. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. So I'm not trying to be negative or say that, hey, they don't do a good job def- statistically defensively. What I'm saying is that, hey, you have a $27 million tax bill. You are not good enough on your perimeter defense in the postseason in a seven-game series to win a championship, and that's what has to be addressed. That's what I'm specifically saying.
0: Yeah, and I I think that you have to – the other thing I think you have to do is you have to get – you have to get a little more flexible on offense um, because that's going to help you on defense as well as Rudy Gobert does rebounding, and this is a pretty good rebounding team, but as well as Rudy does rebounding, when you miss a lot of threes, you tend to give up a lot of points. Um, and I think we see that when the Jazz struggle. I just don't know why it's taboo to say that the Jazz struggle defensively because they're they're not um, they're not a great defensive team. Mm-hmm. They they are not. So um, you know, and I, and I, I, the thing I don't want to do is get into well this guy and that guy and you know I'm not interested in Jeremy Grant conversations. You've got to find the right guys to put. 10 guys on the floor on a nightly basis. Yeah. And right now Quinn is playing seven, eight guys a night and it's, it's a problem. Um, and again, I do think, and I think it was the Nye guy yesterday who, who mentioned it, but yeah, I have, I have slightly changed my opinion on, on Quinn Snyder. I, I, I am still to this day, shocked that he is not playing Jared Butler more. I'm really surprised by that. Even in limited minutes, even, you know, any exposure you can get him. But I, I don't understand that. Why did you pick up Yudoka Azubuki's, you know, option? Yeah. Um, like, you're just not – I mean, Trent Forrest is getting some minutes now, but where's Elijah Hughes? Like, you're not playing any of your young guys, and your old guys aren't getting better. The I mean, the eight guys you play are who they are. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson's not going to get better. Joe Ingles is not going to get better. Boyan, you know, like the only guy who has big upside on this team is Donovan Mitchell. That's it. I don't see Rudy Gobert improving dramatically. I, none of that. I mean, you you have one guy that's gonna that that's going to progress, and I think it's Donovan Mitchell. And mm-hmm. I think he's probably near his top end. He will refine and evolve. But other than that, I mean, th- is there anybody who thinks Mike Conley is going to evolve into something he's not already? No. He's not. I mean, is is Royce O'Neal getting better than he is now? He's not, right? I mean, you you a, a, and Jazz fans tend to be very emotional about their players, right? Take the emotion out of it. Do you believe that you can compete with not even? I'm not even talking about anybody. See what Devin Booker and the Suns did last night. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker is having the a career year, right? Does anybody think that this Jazz team can beat the Suns in a seven-game series? I think it, that's the team you would want to play. I still am not convinced this, the Jazz would beat the Suns in seven in seven games. Yeah, I'm not. Con- I know right now I am confident they cannot beat Golden State. So let's look at some of the second-tier teams. Is there anybody who believes? Take your emotion and your fandom out of it. Is there anybody believe that this Jazz team can beat the Nets? Kyrie back tonight for the Brooklyn Nets. Mhm. the Brooklyn Nets are with with Kyrie, Katie, and Harden, the Brooklyn Nets are a better team. Yeah. They're, they are. Because you don't have an answer, let alone for one of those players, yet all three of them. Yeah. Right? So I look at the Chicago Bulls. I look at, at some point, Ben Simmons isn't going to be a sixer anymore. Yeah, at some point, he'll be back in the league. So Not let's figure level. out what the Sixers turn into. Mm-hmm. Are you – look at the Clippers. Are you better than the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George?
1: Well, I think the question is, are you better than them right now? Because we don't know what Kawhi's status is. We don't know, like, is – He's
0: going to be back. I mean, I mean he'll,
1: he'll be back, but, like, what, what does he look like as a player? You know, is he, you know, 100%? Is he, like – you know what I mean? Like, we don't, we don't know the answers to these questions. And so I think, you know – uh, uh, can the jazz beat the Clippers in their current form with, yes. you know, with Paul George, you know, and, well, Paul's and not playing though. Paul's but, not playing. But he'll be back. He'll yeah, be back. He's got this elbow injury. He'll be back.
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm more looking at like middle, middle table down. Like, I don't think you could beat the Memphis Grizzlies in a seven game series.
1: Uh, I think that'd be really close.
0: Too. I, I don't think that I think Memphis has a real good shot to win that this Damian Lillard abdominal injury. That looks like it's going to keep him out for the year. Now he's, he's, Thinking about having surgery on it. I mean, Portland's a non-factor, but I look at I look at all of these teams. Dallas is going to get better. Denver's certainly going to get better if they ever get healthy. Well, I'm um, seeing
1: Denver on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I t- listen. I think I think Denver's got an offense problem. Mm-hmm. And when you're without two of your your best players, yeah, I mean that that's going to be an issue. Yeah. So right now, the Jazz are better than Denver. I'm not ready to say the Jazz are better than the Memphis Grizzlies right now. John Morant's playing out of his absolute mind. Bane is a much better player this year than he was last year. Like I I just look at I look at that Memphis team. When you're scoring 110 points and you're only giving up 107.7 points, mm-hmm. you're going to win a lot of games. You're you are and they can play, you want to go to the rack, they can go to the rack. You want to run, they can run. You want to shoot threes, they can shoot threes. Like, I think Memphis is a, is a scary, better, for scary sure. team. Yeah,
1: they're better for sure, no doubt. Yeah. I, so,
0: but then I, I I look out east, and I, I again, I don't know what the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be. I mean, that's a team that's in flux constantly with injuries. Jimmy Butler went out for the heat last night. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sixers, obviously, with Joel being, you know, a game day decision every day, it seems like. Ben Simmons not there. The Cavaliers, I... The Cavaliers are not better than the Jazz. No, but I look at. I think the Chicago Bulls are better than the Jazz, especially when they're 100%.
1: Yeah, I think it's an interesting matchup. I think, and again, like I, I, think on a surface level, as Jazz fans, you're like, man, like you know, some of these, like I wouldn't be surprised if we were getting comments about like the Grizzlies take, you know. But if you watch the Grizzlies and you and you really pay attention to how they play it, I mean, it would be a tight matchup for sure. I think you know when you look at, like, if you just look at it. And this is a tough thing with the jazz. And this is why I think jazz fans get a little frustrated when jazz fans look at the, the win loss column and the stat sheet and like in, in the paper, everything says that the jazz are an elite team. But then when you watch them play these teams, the matchups really dictate the game. And that's, what's really tough about this team. And that's why I always say like the jazz are in a really tough spot. They're in one of the worst spots in sports that you can be. You're a really good team. That gets the postseason seemingly every year, but you just don't have enough to win that matchup when you need to win it. And that's really tough. And so teams like Memphis, who are getting better, I agree. Memphis is definitely better. Memphis would give you a hell of a fight in a seven-game series. Uh, it, I I can't say definitively that the Jazz would win that series, but I think it would be a really tight series, you know. So they're better. You know, you look at this Bulls team right now; is playing a hell of a brand of basketball. They're fast. They've got great mid-range. They can shoot the three. Like they're doing good things. Look at look at this Lakers
0: New Orleans trade rumor. Mm-hmm. That's got Josh Hart and Jonas Valachunas going to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. I yeah. mean, that the Lakers are going to make a big trade. Yeah, and I think most people believe it'll be Russ. I, I mean, if if you if you get Josh Hart back and Valachunas back. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good upgrade. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, I. Yeah. The Lakers are going to be better. The Warriors are already elite. My point in all of this is. You've got to find a way to remake this jazz roster. Uh, You do. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's this Oni trade is just the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins. Good morning to you. Uh, the blind swordsman says he has been worth it because the, of the vet minimum, but defensively he's been kind of doo doo. Yeah, yeah, I, you know. Um, the eBay the sofa surfer says I like Ingles, but Ainge is trading him. He should trade him and Gay and trade for Miles Turner, who can play alongside Gobert. Well, the problem is they hate each other. <laughs> that much has been established, and it, and I I don't think Miles Turner. I don't. I don't think he's what you need here. Well, and you can't. You're not going to have three bigs on one roster. That's not. Yeah, and and you don't need another three point shooter. You need a guy to get to the basket. and you know, like like I see Mr. E saying, Jeremy Grant at all costs, or will have the same mediocre results. Jeremy Grant doesn't fix what's wrong with you. Jeremy Grant one is injury prone. Two, he loves to shoot the three. And three, I mean, I I just. I'm not willing to acquire another guy that you can't count on in the postseason. Yeah, I'm just not willing to do that. And he makes a, t- I think he makes 25 a year or something stupid mm. like that. Like he gets paid. I mean, he makes a lot of money, and I just don't. I don't know. And again, this is just me. I, I don't understand the, I don't understand the love affair with the three on this team when you already have fifty seven guys on this roster yeah. that only shoot the three.
1: Yeah, I mean you need the truth is the roster needs more balance. You need more like, yes, you you always want, you know, on NBA teams, you want uh probably two to three guys that can reliably hit the three for you, you know? But you also need guys that can get to the get to the cup and kick and and, and do all that. And right now I think and even with Donovan, like Donovan gets three happy sometimes. We've all seen that, you know, and and that's gonna be part of what you know he changes to improve his game but i just think that you know too often this roster it does turn into donovan and everybody else and the problem is is that everybody else can't get by anybody offensively you know and and that's that's the tough part so even when you are making the three like you can't you know get by once they start trying to take that away and that's the that's what you're really trying to do in basketball hey let's make some threes so that they come to us and then we can go buy them, you know? That's part of what you're trying to do, and they can't.
0: Yeah, and and if I'm getting a guy on on Detroit, give me Diallo right now, um, who's absolutely crushing. Um, Jeremy Grant's got $40 million guaranteed left on that deal.
1: They just can't do that.
0: I'm just not— They're not not doing that that deal. I'm not interested in that. I just—I don't know, man. I I think the Jazz— if the Jazz are smart, they will clear cap this year. Mm-hmm. And they will they will remake this roster next year. Because I just don't – I don't think you're winning a championship through trade. Not right now. And it is I, – I, I still maintain you need to completely remake this roster as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. And I know that's probably not a – I know that's probably not a real popular view. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what I said last summer. I still think you should bite the bullet this year and do the best that you can do and and really put yourself in a position to compete financially um in the next 5 years. And I I just don't think that they have that they have done that. And I look at I look at their cap and I look at you know I I, I don't know man. I look at who I would trade for and I'm trying to I'm trying to find numbers um but I if you're asking me right now what this team needs, I think the Utah Jazz needs somebody to attack the basket and play defense. Mm-hmm. They they can shoot 53s a game right now. The question is if you trade a guy like a Boyan Bogdanovich, what do you need in return for that? What do you need to replace? You're gonna need you're gonna need a twenty point a night guy.
1: Yeah, the guy you're looking for is like a Mikhail Bridges from Phoenix. That I mean, not that you're ever gonna get him, but that's the kind of player that you're looking for. You're looking for the secondary guy that is really strong in his role that can play great defense and shoot the three and ideally get to the basket, but, you know.
0: Yeah, I just I, – I don't know that they have a lot of
1: – Yeah, they don't have a lot of options, and that's what, that's what we keep saying. Like, when you have that luxury tax
0: bill, like, that is what it is. Yeah. You know, so – I mean, an ideal guy for me is a guy like a Kevin Love. I I, I the, He is having a renaissance of a season. He is a short-term option for you. I mean, I I want a guy in return who's going to give me production and cap space. Yeah. And those guys are awfully hard to find. I, I I totally understand that, but man, I'm telling you, and I know everybody's going to say, oh, he's broken. I I'm not trying to win a championship this year. I'm not. And I I look at the way that the the Jazz are built, and I don't think there's anything that you can do right now to win a championship. And I I just and that's just what it is. It is what it I want that Kevin Love, I bring up Kevin Love not specifically for him, but I want a guy that can be a hybrid player. I want a guy who can give me big but can shoot the three. I I, I want a guy who can play down low. I want a guy who can be a true you need a true power forward on this team. Yeah. And and it, it just isn't the problem when I look at guys like Jeremy Grant is he's injured and he and to me he's not versatile. I look at somebody like a Miles Turner. He's not versatile. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy you 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 know you can hand the ball to. He shoots threes and he plays defense. And he does it well. He's a great shot blocker. Yeah. You already have that. Yeah. You already have that. Yeah. So give me somebody who gives gives you something you don't have. Yeah. And I just think that's a that that model of player Kevin Love but not Kevin Love. Yeah. Is a kind of Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, you want that kind of guy and that's really hard to come by in this league. Yeah. But when I look around the league and I I look at I look at guys like Brandon Ingram who everybody now is talking about being traded, mm-hmm. I'd love a Brandon Ingram type player on this team. Yeah. A guy that can get to the basket, a guy that's long in defense. Yeah, his and, game is
1: predicated on the mid-range and getting to the basket.
0: I I would love a player like that on yeah. this roster who who you can count on. Who you can absolutely count on. I'd love a guy like that on this roster. I would love a Josh Hart on this roster. Yeah. I. I. The frustrating thing for me is, as you look around this league and you hear the name names that the Jazz are linked to, it's like, what do I want with Robert Covington? Nothing. 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 Like I don't want anything with with Justin Holiday or, I just don't want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if, I do. if if you're gonna make a deal it's got to create cap flexibility and it's got to be a guy that can play the wing that to me, that's it. All right. Let me get a couple more of your comments. Um, the night guy says, I think gay is an upgrade over the minivan for sure. I like grant, but he's Mr. Glass and he's hurt constantly. Yeah. I, you're not, I, if you only signed Rudy gay to upgrade George Niang, that was probably a mistake to sign him. Yeah. I mean, to me anyway, Um, eBay says, uh, jazz need to get with the Pacers before other teams do. Uh, the Pacers are having a fire sale supposedly, but what do you want from the Pacers? What do you want from the Pacers? Like, are, do you have, and I don't know what Sabonis is making off the top of my head too much. Is Sabonis a guy that you feel like fits into what you do is Sabonis a guy that, well, no, I
1: would want to go and get Malcolm Brogdon. That's what I'd want, you know, from the Pacers. I think that would be, but he's making money, a lot of money. Yeah, so you know, know you're not you you're not going to be able to get him. So that's why I say like I don't know. And and again I, I'm not trying to be difficult about it, but I just that's the problem with the luxury tax thing. I mean it just puts you in this position where you have oh. to make it perfectly match.
0: Yeah, Demontis Sabonis is making twenty million dollars a year. He's got fifty eight million dollars guaranteed. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon's at twenty two million a year with ninety million guaranteed left. Yeah. Uh, again, I and I I will just I will maintain. The two guys on that pacer roster you want is Karis Levert, yeah. um, who's making seventeen and a half. And what's um what's a uh, uh Tory Craig is is like to me, Tory Craig's a great bench guy for the Jazz. He shoots a three and he's a tenacious defender who gets fouled a lot and goes to the line. Like that it why you're not playing Eric Pascal at all doesn't make know. any sense to me. Yeah. It may it makes absolutely no sense to me. You know, like, I I look at, at least with the the other teams in the West, like, I look at the Lakers again. And I I, real quick, I'm going to talk about this Sacramento Laker thing last night. But the Lakers play all of their guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand this thing where you're playing seven, eight guys a night. Yeah, it's silly. It doesn't make a lot of sense. What is the point of that? Yeah. Did you see the – you did see the Lakers-Kings thing last night. So, the Kings are down five to the Lakers with 24 seconds left in the game. The Lakers miss a free throw. All of the Lakers run down the floor to play defense. De'Aaron Fox goes to rebound the ball, but intentionally doesn't touch it so that the clock won't start. The clock starts anyways. De'Aaron Fox points it out. The officials stop the game and they essentially what they did is they got together talked about it and called a jump ball which by the letter of the the law in the NBA is the correct call if when the clock when the clock stops and the official blows the ball dead blows his whistle if nobody has possession of the ball it's a jump ball uh-huh oh my god the kings got screwed on that yeah absolutely got screwed on that yes it is it, and it's the right call it's just a horrendous situation it is a terrible rule, a terrible rule.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the issue is, is that, is that, you know, the Lakers clock operator makes a mistake and then the Kings have to pay for that, which is essentially what, you know, Alvin Gentry said. So I just like, that's the kind of thing in the NBA where I'm like, okay, that's like, you, you can't, you, you got to be better than that as an official, you got to be able to say, okay, yeah, that this was clearly a mistake. This should be the Kings ball. You know, and the problem is, if you're the Kings, that game isn't even close to over. You know, you're you still have an opportunity there because you're down five with with time left. So, you know, I just think it's that that was just so poorly handled by the officiating crew.
0: I I, it was so frustrating. (laughs) If you haven't seen the video, Alvin Gentry lost his mind. And it was funny. And you can hear the words he said. It's hysterical. It is. Um all right, let's see. Uh Tanner Plummer says Brandon Ingram would be a fit right in with this team. He also says you guys may have already talked about it, but do you think Miles Turner would fit? I don't. Uh Kelsey Hammer says uh Hamer, 1 M, H A M E R is Hamer, I think. Uh in Utah people keep thinking this is 2K22. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh and we just need to get the best team rating in real life. You have to get the positions you need to support the game plan. An example is LeBron James Cavs. Yeah. You have to build a team around Donovan Mitchell that supports what Donovan Mitchell does. Yes. In my opinion. Because you're going to lose him if you don't. eBay uh the Silver server says Tory Craig is a great bench guy for sure. Totally agree. Yes. Uh the Nye guy says Pascal is Crowder Jr., but I'd love to have Jay Crowder on this team. But then but but why, why wouldn't why won't you play him? Why won't you play him? Um, you know, I yeah. Fox is supposedly uh, being moved. Curious what gets him. He's a super fast, super young guard. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Why with the Russians today? Why with the Russians? I don't understand it. Um, Ethan says, go get Obi Toppin. Yeah, the Knicks will trade him. Um, hey, Monty, say it. Terry Rozier would fit perfect with the Chaz. Oh, my God. Terry Rozier doesn't pass ever. Scary Terry. Scary Terry does not pass. No, he does not. I and mean, you already have that in Jordan Clarkson. Yes, you do. I and, and, and I hate to oh, this is gonna piss people off. Tell me you wouldn't love to have Gordon Hayward back. That skill set in on this roster? Come on. Come on. If 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 you uh, were good a good question. Oh, it is a good question. If you were upgrading Royce O'Neal with with Gordon Hayward, come on. I mean, yeah, that's a great upgrade. I know, you're, I know your groin hurts. Just to say that out loud, mm-hmm. your groin probably tightened when I said that. No, my legs started to hurt. Okay, that was not nice. <laughs> that was not nice. Um, Joshua Erickson says Harrison Barnes. Question is how you get him. Yeah, Harrison Barnes would be amazing. Yeah, he. I mean, he's. You'd be. We've talked about him repeatedly. Uh, Kelsey Hamer says, "What player do you see the Jazz getting?" Monty, be honest. I. I. Right now today, I don't see them getting any significant contributor. That's something you're gonna have to do in the offseason. And I think if Danny Ainge is Danny Ainge, he is probably sold Ryan Smith on the long term, which yeah. is exactly what he should do. Yeah. So if I'm the Utah Jazz, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the best that I can do this year. And I know that Ryan Smith said, we're never going to trade Joe Ingalls.
1: It's never going to happen. I
0: love Joe. You're going to trade Joe Ingalls. You should trade Royce O'Neal. And I think the hard part is selling the jazz fan base on, like if you trade Boyan Bogdanovich for your mom's old panties, that's going to piss a bunch of jazz fans off. Back your shit. Let's go. Yeah, like you're out, right? Like, But if I'm the jazz, I'm doing that. Yeah. I'm doing that. And, and you know, for better or for worse, you're gonna be you're gonna be Donovan, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. And I would and I it would should
1: be everybody else.
0: I would remake everybody below that, because you're married to Rudy Gobert, whether you want to be or not. Yeah. So bring in pieces that support the support Donovan and build around those three, so that you can you can compete for a championship next year. Because I I just I'm not saying there's no chance, but I don't see any way that this team wins a championship this year. Yeah. I don't. I I, I agree. I just don't. I don't know how you do that. You know, and you have an opportunity with Joe Ingles on an expiring deal, on a declining performance. You know, you look at the the Oni trade to OKC. That's exactly the deal you need. They're under the salary tax floor. Yeah,
1: and this isn't the first time the Jazz and OKC have had dealings. You know? No. So. No,
0: Derek Favors is another example yeah. of that. But you've got to find somebody to help you. Yeah. And giving up a second-round pick, I, again, I will just say, you haven't done much with your first-round picks. <laughs> so the Jazz giving up second-round picks to me means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And I love Joe Ingles, and I love what he brings, and I love the chemistry. and It's all good, but it's time to move on. I love Boyan, but he's – you know, like somebody was getting on me yesterday about um, the fact I said that uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is not a um, a 20-point-a-night guy. This year, consistently, he has not been a 20-point-a-night guy. Um, like this year right now, Boyan Bogdanovich <laughs> – Reloading ads. Boyan Boyan Bogdanovich last year averaged 17 points a game. This year he's averaged 17.8. Bohan Bogdanovich. You need more from him. And he's actually shooting the ball really well. I want more from Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah. But he's never gonna command the ball. Yeah. He's never that's not that guy. He's never gonna command the ball. Even though he's shooting forty three percent for three, that's got real value. Boyan Bogdanovich has real value, right? That's a guy that you can send to a, a, a a contender and get something in return. Trade chip for sure. I would trade boy on Bogdanovich and I would do it willingly and quickly if I could. Yeah. You know, but I, as far as players that I think the jazz are going to get back in name, I, I don't know who that is.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the answer to that question right now is, you know, the, the, the player and the names really are dependent on, on the money, you know, I mean, that's, that's just, that's just where the team is at. So, I think I think right now, yeah, I agree Danny Ainge has sold Ryan Smith on, you know, the five-year picture and I think that this year you're going to be you're you're either going to go one of two ways. I mean, Danny Ainge could theoretically get super aggressive and build a championship contender this year and and like, you know, but that would require like blowing the roster up and making like serious serious like franchise altering moves. Um but I think the challenge with that is the luxury tax bill. And that's why I think it won't happen this year. I agree with you. I think it'll happen over the summer and, and hopefully hopefully you come back next year and you're you know, you have a legit roster that you can actually go and chase something.
0: And I'd love to see Tory Craig be the guy that the jazz go and get. I yeah. mean, I'd love to I'd love to if you're gonna make a deal, I'm telling you the only two players on that roster you want are Karis Levert and Tory Craig. Yeah because they both fill needs and Tory Craig watching him in Phoenix every game last year and even before that with Milwaukee like the guy just yep the Pl- guy does what you need him to do plenty
1: of postseason experience
0: you know like yeah absolutely i mean he is that 3 and D guy who can also get to the line um you know like he is that that guy to me matters i think you can't have enough guys like that on your roster so yeah. That's somebody that, that that I would that I would be looking at, but you know what? I mean there there's other guys that, that I think I mean you could I mean where are you at with Jordan Clarkson? I mean, is Jordan Clarkson He's a guy a where ship. is he a guy that you are
1: Jordan Clarkson is a trade asset to me. I'm I'm not saying that I that I, you know, want to trade him, but what I am saying is that somebody on the other end of the phone is gonna ask about Jordan Clarkson. And you need to know the answer to that question. And my answer is yes, he can be included in a deal, but obviously the price has to be right. You know, like the, it, he's you're going to have to pay for him, you know? So I, I think, yeah, guys like Bogey, Clarkson.
0: I, I wonder what Clarkson's value would be in a trade. Oh, I think his value would be high,
1: yeah. I mean, he's a sixth man of the year. I mean, he's he's got value for sure.
0: I don't know. I think you, you don't play him late in games. No. I mean, I I don't know. I, I you know what I I we get into this is why I hate talking about trades and blowing rosters up and yeah. you wind it's up off in hole. the weeds. Yeah. It, it
1: is. It's a black hole because you you don't know without being able to see the the dollar for dollar stat sheet you know in front of you. It's hard to say what you can go and get.
0: Yeah, I I just don't see how. But like Jesus um, destroys Satan's lies. <laughs> I don't think that's on your birth certificate. <laughs> God bless. Um, <laughs> Jesus says they will trade Joe and picks for Jeremy Grant or Harrison Barnes. How? How? And what picks? And what money? In what universe does that work? Because if you look at, isn't Joe ingalls making thirteen million dollars? Um, and we just talked about Jeremy Grant's contract. I mean, the guy's making twenty. Um, and he's got two years left on that deal. The Jazz are way over the tax limit, which means the money's got to be almost perfect. Yeah. Um, Joe Ingles is making thirteen million dollars this season. I mean that deal doesn't work nearly. Um, y- you would have to find a way. You'd have to include a Royce O'Neill or. Yeah. I mean, you you would have to find a way to put a other. You ha- that'd have to be a third team. Yeah. Because I don't see that happening. I mean, and if you look at. You know, and people people love them some Lou Dort. Um why would why would the Jazz want Lou Dort? Because he's
1: can play great
0: defense, man. Yeah. But who is he gonna play instead of? Royce O'Neal? I'd rather have Lou Dort than Royce O'Neill. Well, yeah. I mean, of well, course. But I'm but, but
1: you're at well, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> I don't see how you I don't know why you would do that if you're the I I don't is Lou Dort a big update? Or a big upgrade? I mean, he's making nothing. Come on, low Jeez, Louise. Um, he's making one point six million dollars. Yeah, that's why you like him. You know, like I, I, I mean, I don't know. I ooh, Annie's hurt. Like I, I don't. know uh, I, I'm not a Lou Dort guy. I'm wow. not. I, I think that I, I like him. He has gotten much better. There's no doubt about that. Um. I, I'm just not so sure that I'm down with, with – does he make you a better team? Yeah, he does. If you give up a secondary player to get Lugansdort,
1: Yes. He makes you a better team, dude, yes. How much does he play in instead of who? I'm, okay, again, he he would play – He he's a better defender than, let's say, any of your second-tier players right now. He's a better defender than Joe. He's a better defender than, you know – Rudy Gay, or you know any of the guys you're bringing off the bench, dude. He's better than those guys defensively, you know. Yeah, like he
0: is. Yeah, I what what is he six two? Let's see. I don't know. I I just that doesn't feel like a championship trade to me. That doesn't make you better in the long term. That's a now fix. And I don't know. Like I mean, he's owed no money. Um, you know. I I it that okay. I'm not gonna write that off. I need to think about that the Dort thing because he's not going to cost much to get him. Yeah, but why? You know, like, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I don't see. I don't see that Joe Ingles brings you a huge chip in return. No, because the,
1: the chips, the, the guys that bring you good return would be Jordan Clarkson and Bogdanovich.
0: Yeah, it'll be. I. I mean, like, I look at their guards. I mean, what are you doing with Jared Butler? Are you gonna,
1: he's rotting on the bench. That's it, what you're doing with. But him. is
0: that a guy you're willing to let go of? Like, I mean, this I is, would hope not. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I I think it'll be interesting to see, um, exactly how the Jazz go about this. Yeah. All right. Real quick, top five, bottom five. Before then, we have to get into ESPN and and the folks. Um, best team in the NBA right now. It's the Warriors.
1: I mean, they they are the best team in the league right now. But there's this grouping of teams at the top of the league. And then there's a pretty steep fall off after that. So like my grouping of the best teams in the league is actually, you know, the nets. I, I, I was looking at this last night and I think you have to put the jazz in this, in this conversation at 26 and 10. I think you do. So my, my five would be the nets, the jazz, uh, the bulls, the Suns, and the warriors right here today. That's who warriors I think. Warriors won. Yeah.
0: I think the warriors won. I think the Suns are two. Mm -hmm. I think the Bulls are three. Mm -hmm. The Nets are four. Mm -hmm. And then here's the question. Mm -hmm. Are the Memphis Grizzlies better than the Utah Jazz? Uh, No. Not today. Okay. I look at – because there's only a couple of teams that are worthy of the fifth spot conversation. Right. And I do think the Jazz are on the cusp of that. But man, I gotta think if they played head to head seven game series, I'm taking Memphis.
1: Man, you really
0: like Memphis. I M- Memphis is playing incredibly fast, and I think what you're getting, I mean, I I just watching them the other night, like I mean they they are. I don't know how you defend Memphis. I really don't. I mean, they're 20. Do people realize they've won 25 games, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was without Ja Morant, right? But that win over the Nets the other night was a proving ground. Yep. Having watched all of that, there's a couple of things that stood out to me in that game. First of all, they don't shoot the three particularly well. Right. They don't. Yeah. But they rebound the ball really well. Yeah, they're a gritty team. They're tenacious. And, <laughs> and Stephen Adams is hard to deal with. Um, is he's hard to deal with in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. He is. He's not—he's not a great impact player offensively. He just creates. He does what Rudy does. Rudy has such a wide frame. Yeah. He just creates a lot of room for guys. Yeah. So I—I I really like the way they play. Um, they don't. Again, they—they they live and die on the three. But the way that Bain is playing, um, that—that he—that he scores twenty-nine points on five of eleven from three. Yeah, dude. That's pretty impressive to me. Yeah. And that they play their entire bench and that Clark Jones and Culver are giving them big contribute like that team's getting better. Yeah. That team is
1: getting They are there's no question they're better. There's I mean last year they were head and shoulders below the Jazz. I think this year it's close. Like I think this year in a 7 game series like I was saying earlier, I think it'd be very very close. I think you know, again, assuming that both teams are 100, percent I think that's a deep series. I think that's like a six or seven gamer for
0: sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they. I don't mind giving the Jazz that fifth spot.
1: Yeah, I think that, I, I think the Jazz have the fifth spot right now, um, here today. But I I think it's I I think the other thing that we got to mention before we move off the NBA stuff is that the Jazz deserve a lot of credit for a staying healthy but B, staying out of COVID protocol. They're one of the only teams that hasn't really had to deal with COVID this year. So, you know, I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. So, assuming that that can all stay, you know, where it's at, you know, there's not a huge COVID outbreak on the team, you don't sustain major injury, you know, all that stays away. Yeah, I think the Jazz are, are the fifth team.
0: And by the way, I would also point out that Dylan Brooks is in COVID protocol, so they beat the Nets without him. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, it, they're it, a
1: good team. I, I'm not disagreeing with you that Memphis is a good team. I just think that 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 they need to prove and continue to prove that they can beat you know the best teams.
0: Who's the worst team in the NBA right now? I'm going to say the Pistons. I've probably watched <sighs> way the Pistons are yeah. the Rockets. Yeah, I've watched way too. I think the Rockets are actually improving. They are. I think the Pistons are the worst team in the NBA, followed closely by the Pelicans. Yeah. Um. So those two would be my bottom, and then I think the Magic yep. um, was my third. This is where it gets gets difficult mm-hmm. because I actually think Oklahoma City and Indiana are very similar teams, and I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, well, I think the surprise team that's down in the bottom of the league right now is Portland, and I think this Dame injury well, basically kicks them down into the, one of the worst teams in the league because without them, without him – they're really not a, a good team. They're
0: awful defensively. Yeah. I mean, without I mean, them, they're nothing. They, I, I think only next to Houston. Yeah. The Rockets are the worst defensive team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Portland is only – is second worst in defense only to Houston. Yeah. I mean, because
1: so, after that, I mean, you got teams like, you know, like ESPN as the Kings as the 23rd best team in the league, but they're not in the bottom, you know, pot of teams like – I think your 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 boiler pot of teams is is you know Portland, New Orleans, OKC, Houston, Orlando, and Detroit.
0: Those teams are like, hey, you guys are terrible. Yeah. I would I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Real quick on ESPN. Yeah. So yesterday ESPN finalized an agreement with Rachel Nichols to leave the network. Uh-huh. So she's officially out at the network. We'll see ya. Bye bye. So here's my question though. If you are if you are a sports fan yeah. and you are watching ESPN, ESPN, are you watching ESPN? And where do you go for sports news? Mm-hmm. So to me, I use Twitter for sports all day. Yeah, I have when I'm working at the Yelpatoria, I have my my nine thousand inch TV on in the background. Uh-huh. Um, and I I have a bunch of accounts that I have notifications turned on for. Uh huh. So, like, Woj Woj is interesting, Schefter. Oh, yeah, they're all ESPN guys. That's every day. Well, because ESPN has the best news guys in the business. Right. But where I think ESPN has really fallen off on TV Mm -hmm. is they don't have the best entertainment guys in the business. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, I haven't turned on Fox Sports 1 in... Decades. I can't remember the last time. And I think you're seeing that... ESPN is still the worldwide leader because of their play-by-play product. Mm -hmm. The college football playoff, the NFL, like the NBA, the NHL is back. I had to watch the Blackhawks on ESPN Plus last night. Yeah. That's where ESPN wins. ESPN Plus is a dominant platform. Yeah. And if you don't subscribe to ESPN Plus, I think you're missing half of the world of sports. Mm -hmm. But ESPN Television outside of play by play i think is 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 on the the verge of irrelevance it's vulnerable it really
1: is yeah i think i think the i think the thing is like like let's take SportsCenter, center for example sports center i feel like is a good example of what's happened to espn as a kid sports center was my pride and joy love sports center like was about it like it that was how i wanted to start every weekend morning you know but now sports center is just what's on in the background because there's not really another option i don't like the personalities on sports center are trash on espn i mean they they say some really dumb things like the way they go about commentating the highlights is not good like it's just become a very average product but you watch it because it's sports center like it just it just is what it is so i think that minute difference is actually a really big difference. And I think this is what, you know, like in the past on the show, we've talked about like why people listen to radio shows versus podcasts. And I think that conversation, this conversation are very similar. You watch a product that you're invested in, you know, that you enjoy. So that's where I think ESPN television is really falling off. Like the only reason, literally the only reason that GetUp is any good it's not because of Greeny. I love Greeny, respect his career. It's not because of Greeny. It's because of Ryan Clark and Dan Orlovsky. Those two guys, when they're on that show, make that show like 10 times better because they're young, energetic talent. Other than that, I, I don't really enjoy any other talent at ESPN.
0: Yeah, the hard part for me is that I think Get Up is a good show when Greeny's on there. When Mike Greenberg's off of Get Up, I don't watch it. Yeah. I mean, it, and Mike's off altogether now with COVID, by the way. But I think ESPN's home run is that you can watch it with the sound off. Yeah. And that means it's on in bars and restaurants and yep. backgrounds and, you know, like, but they, the struggle is real. So I guess my question for everybody is, where do you get your sports news?
1: And is it still ESPN or or have you, have you found another thing? Is yeah. there
0: another option now? Yeah. Um. let's see Boyd Lake says Fox Sports Radio that's interesting okay Giggity says ESPN has gotten to be unwatchable to me Twitter is top for news uh, then to each league's channel NFL Network MLB Network etc did you see MLB Network fired Ken Rosenthal yes
1: because, because
0: he criticized Rob Manfred
1: yeah, and I respect the hell out of him for doing that yeah
0: I major league baseball is a joke yeah I love the game I watch every day The way it's run, and Rob Manford's a a fucking fraud. Like, that guy to me, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Cody Strickland says, Holly needs to do better for us. It was getting bad with her. I miss KK. I don't mind Holly Rowe. Yeah,
1: I don't mind Holly Rowe. She's not good on football. She did football
0: the other night, not good. I think it's awkward. Yeah. Holly Rowe, that triumvirate can be awkward at times. Yeah. I mean, there's no better human being than Holly Rowe. I can tell you that right now. Oh yeah, she's a wonderful person. But as yeah. a, a as a broadcast team, I but I, and I don't want to get into this necessarily, but I subscribe to the NBA League Pass. I don't watch the Jazz broadcast. I think it's miserable. Yeah. I mean, Craig Bowler Jack, with all due respect, Bowler's had a great career. He is a terrible broadcaster. It is. I I just cannot listen. Yeah. I can do small stretches of David Locke, um, but I'm not in the car enough when they're playing. I watch them on TV. Yeah. But I watched the New Orleans telecast the other night, which was dreadful. (laughs) Um, I just can't watch Craig Bowlerjack. It is so hard for me to listen to him do the games. Um, You know, I I like, you know, I like Thoreau. I like Holly. I just... Man, it's hard for me to watch that. Yeah. It, it, it really hurts my ears. It just is. Yeah, it's tough for me. Uh, Holly bugs me too, the Nye Guy says. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, I get my sports news from Twitter, the Score app, the Bleacher Report app, and ESPN. ESPN, the ESPN app, I think, is vital. You yeah. have to have it. Yeah. You have to have it. Um, okay, wait. Jesus, my man, settle down. Suns fans are delusional. The Warriors are the best, but Utah is better than Phoenix. Oh, stop. Did you watch the Suns last night? Have you watched the Suns at all this year? My guess is you haven't seen much Suns basketball. Yeah. If you think the Utah Jazz are better than the Phoenix Suns, you're not watching the same league I'm watching. Yeah, Because Devin Booker is out of his mind right now. Yeah, His performance last night, his performance the last couple of weeks since he got back, forget it. I mean, they, they're unstoppable. They are unstoppable. You're crazy. Uh, Tanner as usual hates Craig Bowler Jack Jesus says Locke's voice is gravelly and annoying uh, the Nye Guy says Boone is a great human but damn I can't listen to him anymore yeah Booner Ron Boone is a good dude but he's yeah the Jazz need an overhaul I, and I don't know the size of Ryan Smith's testicles I really don't mm-hmm. I've never measured uh, but <laughs> when they get a new TV deal yeah, I wonder how much the talent will change because again, with all due respect to Bowler, with all due respect to Ron Boone, like you need a refreshing. Yeah. David Locke's probably not going anywhere. Um, I would guess Bowler's not going anywhere. Um, so there won't be a marketed a market change. But I mean, even the studio talent, like it's just tough to watch jazz stuff on TV. Yeah. It 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 really is. Uh, Jesus says absolutely Utah's definitely better. So is Donovan. He got player of the month. Your opinion is yours, but Utah is definitely better. There's no definitely better than Phoenix. Listen. Player of the Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. The player of the month award means nothing. What is that? Yeah. It, it means absolutely he nothing. You had a good month. Like, If you look at the, 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 the on the whole, Devin Booker's shooting 42% from three now, I think. Like the guy is, I mean, he's having a career. You realize Devin Booker's
1: been to the NBA finals now, man. Devin Booker is
0: is a step ahead. There's no doubt. Devin Booker and, and look I, I not I mean Devin Booker to me he just he has a more well-rounded game at the moment yeah and I think it a lot of it is that he's got a better team around him yeah like I, I mean the, the, that's not any a knock on Donovan Devin Booker's shooting 42 percent from three man <laughs> like are you kidding me he he's averaging 24 points a game 42 percent from three um 46 percent from two. Uh, I, I mean come on, what are we talking about? The the Suns right now, the Phoenix Suns right now are a far better they're they're role players, they're Mikhail Bridge Bridges, they're I mean they're they're just a they're a better team right now. Like you look at Cam Johnson, if Cam Johnson's not in the three point shooting contest, something's wrong. Because that kid is killing people. Um you you look at Ayton Booker, Crowder, um, JaVale McGee. I mean, I I mean, we could go on and on and on. Landry Shamet mm-hmm. was a great pickup. They're a better team, man. Yeah. The Suns are more well rounded. They're in my opinion, they are a far, far better team. Yeah. Than defensively than the the Jazz are. I mean, it, it's not an accident they went to the finals last year at all. Um James Knight says, We know Books your number one hot tub guy, Monty. We get it. Truth. Giggity says, Hey Sue's hitting the bong hard this morning um tanner Plummer says do you watch jazz games question mark exactly right yeah all right real quick before we get out of here a couple yeah. of things yeah um how important is how important is apple pay to you i like using it but it's not like life and death i think and this is just my humble opinion and as Jesus points out, my opinion is my opinion.
1: Right, right. Um, we didn't I, know that, though.
0: I don't ever want to carry my wallet with me if I don't have to. Um, I have all of my cards on my phone um, in my Apple wallet. Um, it's one of the reasons that, you know, Cafe Rio is better than uh, Chipotle, shit, uh, <laughs> be, or excuse, Chipotle, I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, it depends on where your accent's from, Brian Kelly. Right, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But one of the reasons Cafe Rio is great, they take Apple Pay. Um, one of the reasons I don't shop at Walmart, they don't take Apple pay. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't want to catch a disease, but anyways, the thing is, or lice. don't be rude. Yeah. I don't want to get lice. Yeah. I don't shop at Walmart ever. Uh, uh-huh. um, but I don't know. I don't shop at target either. I shop at amazon.com on the app on my iPhone. Um, <laughs> I do you leave the house ever, never. Uh, but like if I go to Harmons, I can use Apple pay. Uh-huh. So
1: Apple pay is a big deal to you. Huge deal. Yeah. Yage. Yeah. 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 I mean, look. So Apple Pay to me, like, it's nice to have, but I don't find myself being upset if someone doesn't have it. No, neither. Like, I think that what's interesting now, what we're seeing is that you know you've got like you know the village baker at the district, or like McDonald's, or I think even Chick Fil A now um, Apple is Pay taking Chick or um Chick Fil A's taking Apple Pay they now. Are. So like. I, Apple Pay is clearly growing, but I'm curious, you know, for the listeners or the commenters, like, how many people actually use Apple Pay? Is this like a big deal, you know, to not be able? Oh, to Oh, I it? have
0: to think everybody uses Apple Pay. I mean, how do you not? Uh, Reggie says, I don't know what Utah Jazz fans uh, are hitting in that bong that was mentioned, but there's not a chance in the world on LeBron James's green earth. That the Jazz are better than the Suns, and I hate the Suns. Yeah, he's a he's a huge LeBron Laker fan. Um, yeah, I don't know that anybody agrees with you. I think it was Jesus who said that. I don't think anybody agrees with you. I really don't. Uh, Mikey on Instagram um, says, Rachel Nichols is not even hot. What's the big deal? Well, I mean, if we're judging women on their sex, you know. Like, is that the first thing we still do that as guys? I guess. Whoa, I don't know. Rachel Nichols. Uh, I don't judge women on what they look like, but that's just me. Uh, the Nye Guy says, Rachel Nichols is now my personal sports news outlet in my hot tub. Oh, well. Giggity says, is Apple Pay an option for us sophisticated Droid users? Yeah, it's called uh, Samsung Pay, I think. Giggity, I like you. But you've you've failed me here. You're a Droid guy? You're the one guy on this show that uses a Droid. Why, Why, Giggity. <laughs> Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought once you got out of puberty, you stopped playing with toys. But, you know, I mean.
1: I, I don't even know what to say right now. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It hurts, man. Yeah.
0: It hurt, it, that hits me deep in my groin. Spinal. Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, It's called, Sam, yeah, Google Pay or Samsung Pay or, you know. Yeah. Whatever it
1: is, it's called get an iPhone so you can have Apple Pay.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think you need to have you. You got to have that. Fat Jesus says I can't make it rain with Apple Pay though. Well, fat. You know, I mean, I mean that's true. When's the last time you used cash?
1: Like, oh, dude, I haven't used cash and
0: cash or coins or anything. Like, I, I can't haven't. tell you. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I, I, I just you know, uh, James Knight wants to know if we can ban Giggity.
1: Um, we don't do that on this show.
0: The night guy says giggity pass the bong, dude. <laughs> Get an iPhone, man. Yeah. Giggity's my dude. I like giggity a lot. He's a been, he's a long time. Um, I, Marseille, bougie, Baba. Um, where is and his right comment now? comment got filtered. Yeah. And Tanner's comment got filtered. Tanner, what are you doing, dude? Uh, ba- I don't know. His comment... Uh, l- let me see if I can save that comment. I can I'm starting a hashtag, ban Giggity. Hey, wow. guys. Guys, guys. Can I start a hashtag on the shell? That's it, Skippy. <laughs> Tanner? Giggity's my Is dude. it going to catch fire? No, it's not going to catch are fire. Are you sure?
1: Yes. There's not more hashtags that say
0: ban Giggity because uh, we're not going to ban him, but I'm just not. curious Giggity's to see my if dude. people are trying to, you know. Giggity's my dude. Um, Yes, I like my iPhone. It's just so easy. You know. Hey. No, no mom jokes. Y'all LOL. feel me? Yeah, feel me. <laughs> uh, Tanner says, <laughs> LOL, I'm kidding. You better be. Oh, ban Tanner. Pack your shit. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go exactly right nah giggity is the man the nigh guy says exactly yeah Yeah. love the tanner voice lol
1: everybody does everybody does
0: (laughs) facts facts they do see tanner you're a superstar man welcome to the show bro um and what was the other thing 5g 5g okay by the way do you guys believe in this 5g bs so you know uh (laughs) brandon white said says ban everybody exactly right um Let's see. Cooper Royale says, did you guys talk about BYU losing to UAB? Wait, they, did they play UAB? They did? Yeah. By the way, Baylor Romney transferred. Yeah. I don't think he's going to play football anymore. I, I was told knows? he wants to retire. Um, We didn't, Cooper. It's, you know. It's old news. Yeah. I mean, We're behind that already. We, we've moved on from that yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Uh, 5G. Do you guys believe in this 5G thing? The airlines are all upset because I think it's Verizon and AT&- AT&T. at and sucks. Wireless <laughs> as an AT&T customer, I can tell you that. Uh, rolled out a new level of 5G service. And the difference is that this new 5G from Verizon and AT&T is much faster. Like it's a new band of communication. And the issue is that apparently it messes with airplanes communication, uh, the way they communicate. And the airplane people, the airlines, say that it causes safety issues for the crew and the passengers and that it could potentially lead to air disasters. Do you buy it?
1: Uh, I don't know that I buy it. I think that I would be surprised. You know, I I've, I've kind of feel like at some point airlines have to come up with a fix of some kind. You know, I mean, how long have we how long has 5G been a thing? Like has it's been what has it been, two years now or something, you know? Hasn't it been around for long enough where there has to be some kind of fix or work around or, or maybe this is just fear mongering by the airlines. Who the hell knows? I, I I honestly don't know, but I think like let me ask you this. When you're on an airplane, do you actually go into airplane mode? No. Does anybody actually go into airplane mode? No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, sure. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm sure. in airplane mode, yep. Yep.
0: No. So you better check. Yourself. I'm a Wi-Fi buyer, though. Yeah, dude, I felt like such a baller yesterday. Speaking of airlines, I spent seven thousand dollars on airfare yesterday. Yeah, yeah. seven thousand dollars. Yeah, first class all the way to Maui. Um, damn right, Giggity, Fat Jesus, know what's up from us listeners from the crappy radio station days. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, five G's a scam. Okay. Um Justin Salas says unfortunately HEB a Texas grocery store. Yeah, I know HEB well. Uh doesn't take Apple Pay. Okay. Um okay, Just Jesus destroys Satan's lies is still on the Jazz and the Suns. <laughs> uh Ramiro says I hate Apple but I have all Apple products. There's nothing better exactly, right? Um Boyd Lake says why would Baylor Romney be in the portal if he wants to retire? Doesn't make sense to me. I think he wants to know his options. Um Marcus says the 5G thing's a scam. It's a way to get Trump back into office. Infowars.com. which by the way immediately gets filtered. Did you hear Ted Cruz yesterday? By the way, uh, not you mean to go Cancun down, cruise. Yeah, not to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Ted Cruz yesterday was like, oh, when we win the house, we're gonna flip the house in the midterms. We're we have multiple charges. Joe Biden's getting, you know, uh, what did he call, it? impeached. Yeah. Like I. Okay, cool, dude. Really. Really? Anyway, Uh, Jesus, Satan will be waiting for you here in the chat when the Suns take the Jazz (laughs) behind the woodshed. I, I I mean, I, I, Jesus, I think you're on your own on this because nobody believes the Jazz are better than the Suns. Even even Jazz fans don't think so. So it's good. Jake, is there a girlfriend update?
1: (sighs) No update. There's not an update since yesterday. Did you guys talk yesterday? Briefly. Not a lot. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm not trying to be difficult. There's just not that much of an update. Like, there's not anything, you know, to say. I don't know. What do you say? Yesterday was Tuesday. Okay. We're still together. There hasn't been any breakup over text. Okay. Everything's fine.
0: What did you guys talk about yesterday?
1: Um, That I fell asleep last night. And she had gotten home from spin.
0: So you fell asleep last night. Yeah, yeah. What time did you fall asleep? Like 845. 845. God damn, I was out by like 7. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to stay like I'm watching. Uh, what was I watching last night? I was watching one of the NBA. I was watching the Suns game. I was watching the Sun's game last night, like falling asleep. Yeah. it's terrible. So my wife made Shepherd's lentil Shepherd's pie uh-huh. which is go. about to which is about to swim in the toilet, by the way. Wow. Um, what? Wow. Just saying got to get that PDH in wow. before work. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the point is, yeah. um, I had some Shepherd's pie last night yeah. and my wife did this my wife rides a never summer snowboard. Mm-hmm. And so they have a woman's group at Never Summer and they do these webinars. And so she was watching this webinar, and I'm, like, trying to stay awake to bad basketball and Chicago PD reruns. <laughs> um, and it's just I'm struggling. Yeah. I was struggling. La- I was mentally going back to work yesterday, sucked. Like, I was mentally tired yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, we get, I'm done working at 530, and it just was. Yes, I went by super fast. Oh, though. man. I was talking to a rep yesterday after lunch about my wife bought me the best shirt. And it says, whoa, I just methane. Dude, Um, bro, come (laughs) on. You did it on the show. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. I'm just telling you. See, I'm not a fart denier like you. You farted on the show. (laughs) Yeah. What's wrong with that? All gas, no brake. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Wow. Uh, Madden says, no dumping on the bus, the Nye guy says. Too late. Uh, Fat Jesus says, how about Bismack Biombo last night? He was good. Uh, as bad as Biden has been, I still prefer him over the tangerine Twitter machine. Yeah, Tanner says. Um, the fact that there's no update means it's getting serious. Jake James Knight says. Sorry, man. Yeah, sorry. Giggity says, Have you guys been braving the cold to smoke anything lately? We have not. No, we have not. David Morris, Rudy Gay is fine, just not small ball. Eric Pasco would be better at the five as he hustles for rebounds. Okay. Um. Anyways, yeah, I'm not a fart denier like you are. I'm not. Dude. And I just don't understand why you Why do you why do you do this? Because I don't know, that's what I'm asking you. No, I'm asking you, why do you
1: why do you consistently claim that I'm a fart denier? No, I yeah. walked into your house today at the and when, before we came down, we were getting our water and everything. I literally farted at the top of the stairs. Right, but you it was got loud and
0: obnoxious. It was a butt clapper. So there was What's no wrong way. with that? <laughs> there was no way for you to deny it. Right? But you're a guy who will
1: be driving Mrs. up. Mrs. Monty just came down here and asked if someone died. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> I died.
0: Uh, but the point <laughs> is, and you <laughs> killed me because of the lentils. But the point is, like, we'll be driving up to Park City other, uh, the other day, and I'll see you do the little the little lean to let it out. No, and, I And you'll lean. be like, no, I didn't fart. What do no, you mean? No. I didn't what fart. are you talking what about, you no. I, I, no, I don't fart. Me? <laughs> no. Never. No. And you'll just never own it.
1: That's not like
0: true. in the middle of the night. My wife is like farting me out of bed. Uh-huh. And if I tell her that she'll be like, oh, yeah, farts happen. Uh-huh. Eat more beans. And oh. it's like, OK, yeah, farts happen. I'm old. I eat a lot of fiber. It is what it is. You know, it just it is what it is. Uh, The Nye guy says, do yourself a favor and look up farting preacher on YouTube. Life changing. Oh, Poon Stevens says house. <laughs> Poon Stevens. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> Poon Steven, welcome to the show. Anyway, we should probably go. <laughs> it's way late and yeah. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, we know. So we should be- We get it, we know. <laughs> no, I haven't bought any shoes lately. No, nope. no shoes. And I have not bought any shoes at all. I bought my wife a pair on Christmas and I got a jacket that I needed, but other than that, I haven't bought any. Like yeah. I've spent no money other than seven grand. My wife gouged out of my wallet for first class airfare uh-huh. without even asking me kind of mandated that yeah all right follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok the monty show m-o-n-t-y the monty show jake is s-l-c supercars otherwise known as the fartdenier.com until tomorrow say goodbye jake goodbye jake